This is the Confident One Conscious Podcast. We have royalty in the building. A queen, fitness queen, soccer queen, wellness queen, radio queen, Chiki in the building. Is the crown heavy, Chiki? I was about to say, not often called a queen, a hoe maybe, an annoyance often, right. loud every day, but yeah. a queen, no, so I'll take it, is a crown heavy, I didn't know I had it, so I'm you just going to say, yeah. just, I'm just gonna is it say, heavy? Oh, clearly not, mm-hmm. clearly not, yeah. um, I just try and bring positivity mm-hmm. and good vibes, yes. and I think that is the lightest thing you can do for the universe. Absolutely. Speaking about uh, bringing, you know, positivity, your, your humanitarian, you know, passion and projects. Yeah. Uh, you've been working with always, you know, trying to um, yeah. inspire girls, inspire confidence in girls. Yeah. T- tell us about that. What's part that humanitarian heart? Um, so my mom is a lawyer yes. and mm-hmm. um, she works, she fights for discrimination. Yes. So any form of discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some things that are my lived experience. I am black, I am a woman. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy for me to speak confidently yes. on those two issues. Mm-hmm. I also believe in, you know, I hate discrimination. I hate inequality. I believe in equal rights for everyone. Yes. But it's much easier for me to something to speak on something that is my lived experience than to speak, speak on something that is not my lived experience. Mm-hmm. And I just find that coming to this continent, yes. being backwards and forwards my whole life from this continent, mm-hmm. in the UK mm-hmm. where I was brought up, there is so much of an awareness and a freedom that comes with, ah, wear what you want. I remember when I came here and first and foremost, like we have smart casual attire for most of our business interactions. Yes. So I remember turning up to meetings in jeans and people looking at me. So what's like, wrong with her? What the hell is wrong with this woman? <laughs> She's not serious. Yeah. She doesn't want our business. And I, I, I just kept thinking to myself, whoa, I see some scruffy men everywhere, but I don't see scruffy women. So even just on a really small level, I noticed within a week that inequality is high. Yes. And this is in an urban city like Nairobi. Imagine then what's like in, you know, the townships. Mm-hmm. Imagine what it's like in Kakamega, in, yes. um, you know, Lua land, in all mm-hmm. those different places. So I just kept thinking to myself, I need to speak on this because it is my lived experience. And I have been blessed enough to have the freedom to express myself. So how do I not tell people what is right or wrong? Only one individual yourself can determine that for you, but at least encourage society and encourage women to be aware that they have choices. Choices are available and you should be entitled to choices in the Mm -hmm. same way that men are entitled to choices. That's not saying that they're gonna make the same choices, but the choices should definitely be on the table for them. Okay, cool. You've been confident being the queen, like you say, like I mentioned. No, you said. Yeah, I say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How was it like for you as a young girl, you know, growing up? Did you get in trouble because you wanted what you knew what you wanted? You knew you you stated what you wanted clearly. Did that get you into trouble? Authorities, yeah. parents, you know. Yeah, parents know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think I'm confident, my mom is confidence on steroids. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely not. Um, in in areas of business sometimes. So what I tended to find, so I've worked in so many different industries, but mainly music-based, in, uh, arts-based industries. Yes. So whenever it came to something like uh, being in the boardroom, so no longer being the entertainer, now started being the entrepreneur, being in boardrooms where you'd have maybe like a 50, 60-year-old, often in the UK, white man. And then you've got me, gobby, young, black female coming in and being like, well, I think that's a little bit of an dated approach, or oh, I think we could do that differently. 
I think I just, people didn't even know how to take that at the time and still don't really know how to take that. I'm not really going to mention um, any media houses. Yes. But since being here, I have been told to my face verbatim, you know, you can't say it like that. He's a traditional man. You need to, tone down. You tone need down to tone it down. He's a, <laughs> and to be able to just say very comfortably, yes. he's a traditional man. You can't uh-huh. say it like that. I'm like, sorry, yeah. am I his wife? Like, why are you telling me that? I've just come to do my job. Yes. So definitely up until this point, being a, a loud mouth woman, uh, has gotten me into trouble. Having a voice. It's having been, a voice. It's not been loud, having a voice. Oh, but I'm also quite loud. Yes. So having a voice and being loud, I guess, <laughs> yes. uh, has gotten me into trouble. I don't live, I don't have the lived experience of a man. So I can't compare and contrast, but I can definitely say statements like, oh, he's a traditional man. You can't say yes. that. It's definitely not something my male counterparts have experienced hearing. Okay. Chiki the brand, you know, you are sought after Chiki. Yeah. You know, you're doing partnerships with major brands. Someone said some time back, if someone likes you, they will buy from you. Yeah. They will, they will, you know, support you. But if they trust you, they will do business with you. Okay. How have you been able to, you know, mold your brand into this trusted brand that's Chiki for you to partner with these big brands globally? I think there are three things that I realized. Mm-hmm. I will always invest in myself first and foremost. So I think often people get confident and comfortable in whatever they do. So like coming here and seeing your cups and your, all your branded <laughs> stuff, I was like, awesome. Because I yeah. think if you don't trust in yourself, mm-hmm. getting another brand to trust in you is damn near impossible. So yes. if you're willing to put your own money where your mouth is behind yourself, then it has a big message to brands out there. So I've really always tried to do that. I think consistency is key. So it's always been, let's just keep doing stuff and then build on that stuff rather than jumping in, jumping out, jumping in, jumping out. Um, And I think being authentic for me is vital. So I am never gonna say something just because a brand has asked me to say something. I'm never gonna say something just because my boss has asked me to say something. I'm always gonna try and be authentic because I believe in it. So I think brands know that and trust that if I'm working with you, I'm going to guard you like I'm going to guard mm-hmm. one of my people. Do you see what I mean? And I think there's, there's some kind of trust and security in knowing mm-hmm. that that's the type of person that you're dealing with. Okay. And professionalism. In your, if you're in a market where people don't respond to emails, if they do, it's, you know, in three words. Don't return calls. Don't return don't calls. Don't pick up calls. <laughs> pick up calls <laughs> yes. Don't give proper invoicing. Mm-hmm. Don't give a proper like breakdown strategy of what it is that you want to do. Automatically, you look more trustworthy. Whether you are or not is secondary, but automatically you look more trustworthy than someone who's called, yeah, man, so... Unajua, it'd be nice to, you know, (laughs) partner on this thing, you know, not a formalized thing. So I also try and keep things professional, Mm -hmm. formal. And I can attest to that. We've done business before and you're super professional. Yeah. So uh, being a brand comes with challenges, of course. And one thing about um, being a brand is your privacy Mm. and how you also, you know, guard your privacy and, you know, revolve around, um, just maneuver the whole thing. How do you protect your privacy, Chiki? Because you're a brand, you're known. You know, how do you draw that line? Yeah, Let's check the brand, yeah. Let's check the, the person, yeah. the private person. And I think I don't necessarily know if I've really cracked mm-hmm. or answered that yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
what I try and do is be authentic, but be authentic means to not filter, but yes. then you have to filter because yeah. you can't let everyone into your entire <laughs> yes. life. Mm-hmm. Um, I try and show the highs with the lows, but then also because I think it's really dangerous to just show perfection all the time. I try and show, look, I feel crap today. Mm-hmm. It you is need to be vulnerable sometimes. I'm vulnerable, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but then... <laughs> Also, when you're vulnerable, sharing it on a public platform sometimes isn't the healthiest thing to do. So I'm not 100% sure that I've cracked that. Mm -hmm. But one thing I do know is anything between my husband and I, I really keep private. private, Um, I might post every so often that we're together, but you will never know intimate details about my relationship. Mm -hmm. I, I will pay... 10,000 shillings for someone to find a wedding picture of mine. They don't exist. So let's we, talk about we never that. Put, we never put them You out. did a phenomenal wedding. A yeah. colorful, but we didn't see any photos, Jake. No. Are, are we going to see some soon? No. <laughs> Why is that? Because I didn't marry the world. I uh-huh. married my husband. And I felt yes. like, uh-huh. we felt like people, unfortunately, have so many opinions, good and bad. And I think... If you've put stuff out there, be prepared for both. Be prepared for the good and be prepared for the bad. But for my wedding, I'm not prepared for other people's opinions. I'm not interested in other people's opinions. And I definitely think if you put something out there, you have to be willing to take the- Guys will talk. Guys will talk. And I'm not willing to have conversations about a day Mm -hmm. that was private and that was special. So if- Kenyans were kinder, maybe we would have put it out there. But because y'all have things to say, we decided so to keep it to ourselves. the reason you didn't put out photos is because Kenyans are brutal. Ken- no, the world is brutal. And the thing is, we're in such a vulnerable time right now. Yes, yeah. People are hurting yeah. and people are always looking for an outlet mm-hmm. for their pain. And when you're seeing happiness, it's the easiest outlet because if you're not happy, definitely you're pissed at the person that's that's happy. So yes. we just didn't want to put ourselves in that position. We just felt it's our business, keep it to ourselves. And a private life is a happy life. Is it? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. People who are struggling with, uh, let me give a trigger warning before I say this, people who are struggling with domestic violence normally tend to keep it very private. Mm-hmm. People who are struggling with depression normally tend to keep it private. So I don't necessarily think privacy equates to happiness, but I definitely think that you have to be very aware of the moves that you make. Mm-hmm. And we were very aware that if we put our wedding pictures out there, it would have some positive responses and some negative of responses. Course, yeah. And we were not interested in either. Mm-hmm. But I believe they're stunning. Huh? I believe the photos are stunning. I hope so. <laughs> you haven't looked at them? I haven't. That's the funniest thing. My photographer. Serious? He still has them. It's creepy, right? My mom hasn't seen them. My mother-in-law hasn't seen them. And when everyone entered our wedding, mm-hmm. our biggest cost was security. Everyone's phone was taken away. So wow. no one has personal pictures on their phone because no one was allowed a phone. In fact, we had so many people leave their phone behind because we had an open bar. Okay. So, so many people left their phone because they were just drunk by that time. Wow. Do you trust the photographer? Yeah, he's one of my best friends. With the photos? Yes. He might lick them, Cheeky. I would. For a million dollars, you know? Yeah, very much. I think he's financially. A thousand dollars. I think he's all right. (laughs) I think he doesn't need the money. I think he's all right. I think our friendship is worth a billion dollars. And if someone was paying him a billion dollars, I would leak them too. I would take the billion dollars. So, yeah. I think he's all right. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, I'm hoping to see some soon, maybe. But you kids, of course, maybe in future. Kids? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They will see the pigs, of course. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my kids, will they see the pigs? Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked hot. So mm-hmm. when I'm haggard, <laughs> yeah. I have to be able to prove there was a day that mommy didn't look like this. So mm-hmm. yeah, of course, our kids will see this. And that's, that's, that's good to hear. So you have a podcast out. Yes. Spoiled the podcast. Spoiled about and spill. And spill. About body confidence and dance. Talk to us about that. Like, so, um, so the podcast is actually, the first episode is about body confidence mm-hmm. and dance. But the podcast in its entirety is... Mm-hmm 
coming together with strong women that I really respect for season one. I'm on the fence as to whether to add men to season two. You need to add men. I need to be on it. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we might put you in some makeup, shave your beard and see kind of if we can like slide you I'm down for you. <laughs> I'm down for it. Um, no, so it's about speaking with phenomenal women yes. about mm -hmm. um, just different things. So the first one I spoke with, Ayoma, she's a phenomenal dancer. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many body confidence issues in the dance industry globally. Yeah. So I just wanted to draw some light on that. Um, and given the fact that she's still very much a dancer in the public eye, um, see what her experience was. Yes. I know her personally and mm -hmm. spoiler because we do talk about this in the podcast she did go through a moment where she stopped eating and I knew that oh, wow. so I wanted to have that conversation knowing that she'd gone through the body confidence issues mm -hmm. and just put it out there on the table um, but our second episode is with Wahoo mm -hmm. talking about uh, kids parenting and, and yeah and marriage then, life too marriage to an extent mm -hmm. it's more about mm -hmm. how do you balance uh -huh. your personal life same question mm -hmm. but not about social media how do you balance your personal life with your public life yeah. how do you stay on top for so long mm -hmm. um, and balance that with longevity being longevity but balance that with being a mom can you really have it all I guess it's the kind of context yeah we've got Adele Onyango I mean it's just she has a podcast she has a great so podcast great I was on her podcast mm -hmm. I was one of the first people on her podcast Dope. Yeah, I mm -hmm. loved it. I'll I find the episode. Spoke listen. about knife crime. Okay. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your passion for social justice and human rights, Chiki. I mean, I did an interview with you some time back on radio, and uh, I just picked the passion in you, you know, in, in you when it comes to social justice and human rights. So did this come from your mom because she's a lawyer? Or how did this come about, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Because my dad doesn't give a crap. He doesn't care about that. <laughs> no, my dad is like, as long as I have my dinner, I'm okay. Um, I uh -huh. think um, partly from my mom. Yes. I, I think it's hard to be able mm -hmm. to, 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 to put my finger on it because I don't know what it's like to have a different mom. I only know what it's like to have my mom. Okay. Um, so I can only speak from the perspective of my mom. It has always been very vocal. Mm -hmm. My mom has always made us feel like we can do everything and anything, but mm -hmm. never hidden what the barriers to that entry might be. So explaining yes. them without using them as excuses. Mm -hmm. um, but my first job was, no, that's a lie. Like my second job was mm -hmm. working with mental, working in a mental health service. Okay. So there was a lot of uh, young people who faced homelessness and as a result of it, then got mental ill health. So I dealt with a lot of uh, youth domestic violence, mm -hmm. a lot of youth um, kind of issues. Yes. And I was so angry all the time because I knew these kids who yes. the media spoke about in a way, society spoke about in a way, and I just knew them as kids. And I remember just always feeling like, look, if you knew behind the scenes of mm -hmm. what was happening, you wouldn't speak about them like that. You would you would treat them differently. Um, and I think I'm, I've always been quite hippie-ish. I've always believed in free love, equal love. Mm -hmm. Love is love. Love is love. Love wins. Love wins, exactly. <laughs> and, and what does that mean in communities? Mm -hmm. What does that mean in society? Yeah. And I'm challenged every single day coming to Kenya and seeing how labor is paid so low in comparison to how labor is paid in the UK challenged me yet again because yes. it was like look mm -hmm. am I going to do that I fundamentally disagree with it am I going to then repeat that pattern and pay people poorly mm -hmm. but then if I want to start my business off the ground everyone will be like Ugh, this person will take this this person will take, take that this, yeah. just because this person will take this does that mean it's right to give someone that so I think I'm constantly what 
kind of challenging myself and challenging society on what is right, what is fair, not what is normal, not what is happening. Those are two different things. Yes. What is correct? Um, my latest one is house helps mm -hmm. I, I th and, and security guards. And I'm okay. speaking so loudly about mm -hmm. how sickening it to me it is to me how poorly house helps and security guards are paid. I think I don't understand how someone who has a something million shilling car yeah. can pay a house help 7K a month. How do you justify that? How do you go to bed at night and feel comfortable? Paying $70. Paying, paying seven. Mm. How do you expect communities to grow? How do you expect economies to grow mm -hmm. when the heartbeat of communities are working people? Working people are house helps, are security guards, are those kinds of people. So if we're not paying them well, we can't be compla complaining yes. when we have a corrupt society. Um, so that's my current one. Okay, yeah. cool. So, um, what was dinner like for you, with your mom? You know, dinner. Dinner like, yeah. What was dinner like for you guys? What did you talk about? I, was, I thought so. you were going to ask about the food. <laughs> We've got to get into that. She's not the best cook. <laughs> All right. Let me just disclaimer. She's yeah. not the best cook. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Are you a better cook than her? Oh yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And these days she's a bit better actually mm -hmm. because she's went once she retired. She spent a lot of time cooking. Yeah. But yeah, she just didn't have the time. My mom's a, like a boss ass bitch. She was mm -hmm. so busy often mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. yeah, no, she didn't really have the time. Mm -hmm. What was dinner like? Yes. My mum is a disciplinarian. My dad is a disciplinarian. So it would be, have you done your homework? What is the weapon of choice for her? Oh, okay. So my parents like <laughs> psychological yeah. abuse much more than physical abuse. Yeah. So it'd be more things like, um, you will clean your room. Mm -hmm. When I come home, your room better be clean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's just say one day she comes home, my room's not clean. She'll say nothing. Mm -hmm. which I remember this like it was yesterday. She said nothing. And I'm like, oh, I got away with it, man. Mum didn't even shout. She didn't, and my mum's loud as well. So mum didn't shout. She didn't cuss me out. She didn't do anything. Yes. Believe you me, the next day I came home, the only thing remaining in my room was my school uniform, <laughs> some books, and, your and one pair of weekend clothes. Mm -hmm. Wait, she had given everything else to charity. Wow. It's not like she had hidden, she had given everything else to charity. And what she had said is, if you can't take care of your stuff, I'll give them to people who will. So yeah, my parents had that kind of more psychological. On that night, did you guys have dinner? Of course you did. What did you talk about? Okay, so my mum's not emotional, so she wasn't very good at sitting down and sitting down holding and my hand talks, and being you know, like, like, this you know. is what you did wrong. Mm -hmm. I feel like in the future, <laughs> yes. my mum is still black. <laughs> it was just punishment and go. It wasn't anything else. Um, but she was, she'd talk a lot. To, she spoke to us like we were adults. So she would speak a lot about her cases at work, mm -hmm. her work day. Yes. Um, I think she did most of the talking because I'm, I'm struggling to remember a moment where I was like, mummy, mm -hmm. So-and-so said this at school. I, I, I think it was more like, yeah, this was the cases. What do you think? I guess that's what made us quite just mm -hmm. individuals. Because from the start, she'd be like, oh, um, there's a Ghanaian woman who's being paid less than yes. a white woman. What do you think of it? Mm -hmm. So we'd have those kind of intellectual conversations at dinner time, yeah. as opposed to today, my teacher said, no, that wasn't mm -hmm. really our vibe. Okay. Yeah. So she's been instrumental in your passion you know, for you know social justice and human yeah, rights. Yeah, I guess so. now that you've said it, I've yeah. never shout out to you, mum. Yes. Like, I've never really I know she'll be watching Shadow Mom, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I've never really considered mm -hmm. it like that, but yeah. Okay, that's cool. Mental health, Chiki. I mean, you're also very vocal about it. You know, you talk a lot about it. And I was just thinking, how do you identify feelings and talk about them in your in your personal experience? Is it easy for you? 
to talk about my feelings. Yeah, oh, identify no. feelings. Yeah, no, I'm horrible. I, if you look at my mm-hmm. goal list every year, it's mm-hmm. how to be more emotionally aware <laughs> <laughs> and how to have conversations. No, I'm awful. Mm-hmm. I'm much better at picking up other people's yes. kind of like vulnerabilities mm-hmm. than even necessarily being aware of my own. Um, so no, I'm crap. Okay. Do I ever really talk about my feelings? Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even remember the last time I said, you hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not really that. I'm more like, mm-hmm. can, can I swear? Yeah, you can. Yeah. I'm more like, <laughs> you're a <laughs> and then keep it moving. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. That's, but you, don't you think um, that's living in a bubble, like the bubble might can burst, you know, and the feelings, you know. Just... Okay. But you're, you're assuming that I don't mm-hmm. deal with them. How do you deal with them? So, for me, I meditate mm-hmm. every single morning. Mm-hmm. I really believe in gratitude. Yes. So starting off the day by mm-hmm. yeah. thinking of something that you're grateful for. So mm-hmm. it also puts you in a slightly different headspace because mm-hmm. it's very easy for you to be like, um, mm-hmm. oh man, my Ascari took three extra minutes to open the front gate. Mm-hmm. What a shit Ascari and to get <laughs> pissed off about that. Yes. When you wake up thinking, God, how fortunate I am to have a roof over my head, yes. to have legs, to have arms, to have, and just to be think- thankful for the really minute things, mm-hmm. it changes your perspective. It does. I am an athlete, so the only way you can be an athlete is like you let it out often in the motion. So mm-hmm. dance for me has always been a great way of letting things out. Mm-hmm. Running has always been a great way of, of letting things out. Okay. And you just find solutions often and not even consciously, like yes. your subconscious kind of takes over. So I'll be on the running machine and kind of halfway through, mm-hmm. something that had really pissed me off when I had entered, doesn't really seem that important halfway through. So by the time I go then to have a conversation about it, it's not from the perspective of you've hurt me. It's more from the perspective of, okay, look, I've really thought about this. Yes. This I feel like is a fair conclusion for 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 me. This mm-hmm. is, would be a great solution. The other person might say, "Well, yes or no," but I'm not emotionally engaged in it anymore. I'm it's about you. It's of, about you. It's about your well, your wellness. Yeah, your, your, yeah. yeah. Okay, and, and finding some form of compromise, mm-hmm. but from the perspective of logic, as opposed to from the perspective of pain, because okay. a lot of people converse when they're angry or mm-hmm. when they're pissed off, and normally it's not actually that helpful to do mm-hmm. that. Interesting. So the link between mental health and physical health, uh, do you think um, as, a, as, a, as an instructor, a coach, a fitness coach, do you think, um, how do we link the two? Mental there's no health, distinction. There's no distinction. There's absolutely no distinction. And I, mm. and I think for a long time, that distinction yeah. has been drawn because mm-hmm. you see physical health. Yes. You see someone limping. You see uh, mm-hmm. someone with a broken arm. You yeah. see it. Yeah. But there, mm-hmm. there's more and more evidence to suggest that mental health has physical, mm-hmm. uh, a physical kind of. You, there will be some form of physical p- component, component to it. Yeah, you might so stress, for example, mm-hmm. stress changes your heart rate, changes mm-hmm. even your, your, your body weight, your body weight yes. changes your sleep mm-hmm. patterns, changes yes. all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So. For me, it's one of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I do struggle when people still talk about mm-hmm. fitness just from the perspective of physical mm-hmm. or 
mental health just from the perspective of psychological like you just asked me a question about how I deal with yeah. my emotions and emotions, I went straight yeah. to a physical answer because mm -hmm. for me the two are so interlinked with one another that yeah. you can't remove the two from one another so mm -hmm. we should be striving for people to find coping mechanisms and realize that those co coping mechanisms are inter interconnected okay. interrelated mm -hmm. I hope guys that are watching and listening right now and they're like yeah you just inspire them to, you know. Do I that. hope so. I mean, there's nothing better when you've mm -hmm. had a hot argument with your spouse mm -hmm. or a friend or yeah. a colleague mm -hmm. to take a long walk. Honestly, solutions find themselves. And not even thinking about the problem. Just yes. taking a walk, putting in, in your walk. music. Mm -hmm. At some point, your subconscious takes over and you find some form of solution because your mind and your body are engaged with one another. Depression. I mean, it's the most frustrating, annoying thing under the sun. But often when someone is depressed, a doctor will be like, have you done your exercise? Exactly, what are yeah. you eating? Mm -hmm. OK, that's not necessarily true if you have a dopamine deficiency, which mm -hmm. is um, kind of like a biological component of depression. Um, but so many mental health uh, issues have physical connectivities. And for us to talk about them separately is doing them both a disservice. Mm -hmm. And how do you deal with the stigma around talking about mental health? You know, people are not so eager to talk about mental health, mm. you know, bipolar, depression, all these things. Mm. You know, how do we deal with that stigma? It's a few things. Mm -hmm. First of all, we need to be more educated. Yes. I think it petrifies me mm -hmm. as someone who has done a lot of work with mental health. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I talk to professionals in inverted commas yes. and they say things that are actually incorrect. Mm -hmm. So what that does is yep. it kind of creates a pattern of incorrect knowledge. Mm -hmm. So first of all, we need to be more educated. If you're going to open your mouth, know that what you're saying is correct as opposed to I think this mm -hmm. or one day on a blog, I read this. Yes. Often that that's a very dangerous road to go down. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first thing. Yes. The second thing is, again, mental health is not in isolation. So if we spoke about men and women differently, if we had different expectations of men and women, if for a man to cry wasn't considered a weakness. Yeah, being weak. If know. for a woman to be alpha wasn't considered aggression, it'd then be much easier to have natural conversations, especially for men, mm -hmm. about being low, about being depressed, about being all of those things. So societies in general, communities in general, need to do better by its citizens and allow its citizens to just be who the hell they want to be without all the labels, the boxes, the stereotypes that are attached to them. Because it then allows you to honestly say, without fear of, of what the reaction is going to be, mm -hmm. I feel shit or I can't sleep or... Uh, I'm hurt that I'm hurt. Maybe someone just said something off. Someone to me. said something mm -hmm. off to me. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything more than I'm hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think the final thing is we need to know that there is a wellness component to mental health and there's a biological component to mental health. So in general, I'm not a huge fan of medication. However, I'm aware that if you are born with a dopamine deficiency, so to give you some um, terminology, there's endogenous and exogenous. Yes. Endogenous is stimuli outside of your... Uh, endogenous is exogenous, sorry, is stimuli, stimuli outside of your body that contributes to your mental state. Endogenous is something that happens internally. Mm -hmm. So there are many people who are born with different biological um, things that contribute to mental ill health. Things like schizophrenia, things like bipolar, things yeah, like certain types Alzheimer's of Alzheimer's too. Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's is a little bit different. It's okay. a degenerative mm -hmm. uh, mental disorder. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm talking about like mental health in, in when it comes to the connection with things like emotion and, and um, mm -hmm. being able to live effectively in communities. Yeah. 
Alzheimer's tends to be something that happens as a degenerative thing it's later genetic, on in life. Right? It's genetic, I guess. It is. Mm -hmm. There's a suggestion that there's a genetic component. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's okay. a genetic, mm -hmm. there's hereditary component, like some form of genetic component. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's degenerative. But mm -hmm. something like depression, some people are born with dopamine deficiency. Yes. Something like schizophrenia. So it's, it's, it's not even up to them. They it's not, but it's not, know. it's not even up to anything. It's, mm -hmm. it's medicine needs to be able to support that. Uh, schizophrenia is another great example. A lot of people are very angry at marijuana because <laughs> yeah. they say that, like, ah, oh, this person is mad. They must have smoked banging. <laughs> right. But what a lot of studies show, in fact, that you would have had some form of dormant uh, schizophrenic, schizophrenic something yes. in you mm -hmm. that marijuana brought out. But it could have been something else. It could have been trauma. It could have been uh, whatever. So we just also need to know the difference between exogenous and endogenous and not try and treat them as the same. Mm -hmm. It's pointless telling someone who has a dopamine deficiency to go for a walk, you're going to feel better. It won't happen. It won't happen. And that's when you start seeing people frustrated because the solutions that are being uh, given are incorrect solutions. Mm -hmm. So being more educated, know what mental health is, know what mental wellness is, they're different things. Um, and just being better people to one another. So we need to raise more awareness about mental we health. We just need to talk. Talk about it, you know, just make it a cut up. A casual conversation. Yeah. You know. And then call bullshit on professionals that say things that are just incorrect. I'm, for, I'm down for that. Honestly, I had someone on my show once, not mentioning any names. <laughs> All right, you shouldn't. She said, <laughs> we don't want to. <laughs> if you continue with your depression, you'll end up getting schizophrenia. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, that's wrong, incorrect. And she was one of the biggest professionals in the country. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if that's what a professional is saying, a yeah. huge professional. What about someone in the village? What about in someone the in the village? Mm -hmm. What about someone in the hood? Yeah. We need to challenge our, we need better education. education. We need more up-to-date mm -hmm. education. Yeah. And this got me thinking about social media negativity. You, you're so active on social media, on your Instagram, at Chiki Kuruka, and you post a lot. Um, how do you deal with social media bullies and this negativity out here? Because it's too much sometimes. Do you, do you get that yourself? Okay, unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Two things. There was a phrase that I read once, mm -hmm. and it's very true. Sometimes we spend so long focused in on the 10 minutes that were bad in our day yes. that we forget all mm -hmm. the other minutes that were phenomenal in our day. And I think overwhelmingly social media tends to be like that for most people. Mm -hmm. So you might get like 100 great comments, but why is it that we always want to focus on the two mm -hmm. They're negative, negative they're negative, yeah. My feeling is mm -hmm. I really believe in free speech. So if someone wants to come and troll you, this isn't an ego space. This isn't a space for you to come for everyone to and love you. Yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. not what social media is. So if that's what you've gone there for, mm -hmm. that's not the right space. You have to be prepared for the good with the bad when you post something, which is why I haven't posted my wedding pictures. Mm -hmm. However, if you have the freedom to speak of speech to troll me, I have the freedom of speech to slap you the hell back. Yeah, and it works, both, it works ways. both ways. Exactly, yeah. And I enjoy the shit out of that. I am petty <laughs> as hell. Like, that is so much fun to me. Uh -huh. Like, someone would just say something like, oh, you look old. I'll be like, your mama's old. <laughs> like, I really love getting into those kind of uh, petty arguments. Yes. But, but I do it normally to show that mm -hmm. as, a, as, as, a, as, as a woman in particular, because mm -hmm. normally the people that troll me are kind of like middle-aged men. Mm -hmm or uh, insecure girls. So I always want to show two things. First and foremost, your insecurity can't affect me. Can't affect you. You deal with your insecurity, mm -hmm. but don't bring it to me because mm -hmm. I'm really not interested in it. Yes. If you're looking for support, I'm the person for, mm -hmm. but don't try and do that thing of, 
I'm like bouncing back my insecurity and trying to give it to you. Yeah. For a man, I'm like, oh, bring it on. That's my favorite <laughs> sparring partner right there because I've already got beef with you. Yeah. Just in version of your genitalia. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah, no. So normally if it's something like, oh, you're a wife now, you shouldn't wear that. That is people, my- People say that to you? What? Mm -hmm. That is my moment to shine. <laughs> Watch me start posting uh, flipping uh, URLs uh, from websites. Yes. What does it mean to be a wife? Mm -hmm. Read this. What does it mean? Because I think you have to challenge uh, stupid comments. You have to. And thinking, stupid thinking. And stupid know, thinking. And I do it like that. When yeah. someone reads my page, mm -hmm. I don't, you haven't hurt me. I mean, I'm too comfortable comfortable in my own skin. By the time I've posted something, I'm ready for whatever comments you have. You haven't yeah. hurt me, mm -hmm. but I am going to educate you. If you mm -hmm. think it's okay to say a wife shouldn't wear this, just as a woman, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. And I'm going to give you your reasoning, the reasoning behind it. So I don't, I don't uh, bullies mm, doesn't really affect me so much, mm -hmm. to be honest. Okay. Uh, just because I'm blessed enough to have predominantly positive comments. Mm -hmm. I have thick skin. I have a happy home. Mm -hmm. um, I have a wonderful family. I have great friends. I don't care about Someone's Thomas underscore X92, who probably was messaging mm. from the toilet. But they usually have some very funny handles. You can't even read the handle. They normally have one follower mm -hmm. and zero pictures. Yes. No, I'm, that doesn't bother me. Okay. That's, that, that's a spirit cheeky. Um, so you are a fan of reading. Uh, you just said you're, you're a fan of... Uh, Paolo Coelho, yeah. Yes. What are you current, currently reading and what do you think is the biggest hurdle when it comes to reading with us Africans and Kenyans, maybe? It's an African thing. People don't like reading. Nah, it's not an African thing. It's a, it's a, it's a global, a global thing. thing. Let's say it's a global Yeah, that's thing. not an African thing. Um, because Africans don't like reading that much. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. People who have been brought up in a digital age don't like reading that much, irrespective of where you, you mm -hmm. are born. Okay. Because in the UK, mm -hmm. Try and find someone who reads is probably just as difficult as trying to find someone who reads here. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm reading a book right now. I think it's called She Can. Mm -hmm. Probably butchered the name of the book because it might not be that at all. <laughs> all right. Um, it's we can a, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a girl from Uganda mm -hmm. who's been told consistently that her job is to be a wife, blah, 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 blah. And she mm -hmm. challenges all of that. Awesome book. It's actually what I do with my sister. So, cause she lives in the UK and I live here. We read the same book at the same time. And, you, and, and you once reviews. a week we do mm -hmm. yeah, reviews based on the chapters. I was actually doing that on my way here. Mm -hmm. We're doing our chapters mm -hmm. and we take it really seriously, by the way. If it's like, you must read up to chapter 30, mm -hmm. like watch me sweating in the evening. Like yeah. I'm nowhere near chapter 30. So, Are you yeah. taking new members? I want to be a member. No, that's just me and my sister. <laughs> um, maybe my mom is kind of feeling salty that she's not involved. All right. Um, uh -huh. I think, for I think people struggle to read but I think sometimes the differences behind it are radically different mm -hmm. so like I, I go back to someone who's earning 7,000 shillings a month don't forget we're in Nairobi we're middle class we represent 2 to 3% of the population we don't represent the mm -hmm. majority of the population yes. if someone is struggling to pay rent bills, water, rent, food. bills yeah Tell them to go and buy a book. I mean, that's an absolute luxury. So I think you, you can't. So I think, and then this is someone who doesn't have electricity, who's using paraffin most of the time for lighting. So when are they going to read in the first place? They're going to use the book to light. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think uh, that's why often in Africa in general, there's mm -hmm. a problem outside of urban spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a problem with reading because just the affordability is is non-existent the priority is it's just mm -hmm. not a priority mm -hmm. um 
If you've been brought up with a smartphone where you have access to information, internet, internet, mm -hmm. fast. A reading is a labor of love, right? Mm -hmm. So it takes two, three, four weeks, depending on your reading speed, to read a book. Mm -hmm. To get to go on your phone and find an answer for something, or if you're reading because you want to fall in love with characters, yeah. to watch a movie and fall in love with characters in two hours, mm -hmm. it's just a slower way to get the same kind of gratification. I think the idea that reading improves your mm -hmm. vocabulary. Of course, yeah. You, reading strengthens. You're a quick thinker. I, I'm a very, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Reading mm -hmm. makes you a quick thinker. Mm -hmm. uh, reading develops your, I think your emotional knowledge as well, because you get into the mind of a character, whether you agree with them or not, yes, you go you through do. the journey with them mm -hmm. slowly, which I, I mean, I've learned so much about humans from books that I would never learn from a film because mm -hmm. I'm like going through them as they grow up slowly, but surely, you know? Yes. Um, even keeping your mind alert and active, and you know, active. the brain is a muscle. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. to be able to to read, I think, is a gift. Mm -hmm. But I also can understand why, if you don't have the money, you don't have the time. Yeah, you. You're not. You don't care about improving your vocabulary. By the way. You're not even looking for a job. You're, you're in a dark spot. Dark oh, maybe place, you have yeah. a, good, a good job. Yeah. I try as much as possible not to say what I think is right should be what everyone thinks is right. If you don't want to read, don't mm -hmm. read. Mm -hmm. I read for A, B, C, D reasons. I think it's dope. Okay. That's amazing. I guess uh, we, we need to encourage this generation, digital generation, I guess, to read more often. Do we though? Yeah, I, we, I think all mm -hmm. we can do mm -hmm. is talk about the things that are effective for us. Okay. And if you think that that's also going to be effective for you, too, I think it will. Then, mm -hmm. but who knows? Because mm -hmm. we all think our way is the best way of doing mm -hmm. things. Every generation thinks their music is better than the next generation. Mm -hmm. Mine is better. We used real live instruments. Yeah. The, Mine is better because the argument used, goes the, on. The argument goes on. on. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I also try as much as possible not to have a one-way approach. One-way approach. Yeah. This is my way. Mm -hmm. If you say that you would like better vocabulary, this is a solution I can give you because it has worked for me. Yes. If you want to take it, great. Mm -hmm. It's probably also just as effective as mm -hmm. going and reading a thesaurus or, you know, there's many ways to skin a cat. Mm -hmm. So I, I think what we should stop doing is having this authoritarian approach. Let's tell young people this let's tell young well if you want to alienate young people yes. start telling them shit to read. Yeah, or just in general in start general. telling them shit mm -hmm. walk with them what is the issue understand them, understand them. them. Yeah. what is the issue mm -hmm. this is a great solution that I have found maybe yeah. it'll work for you maybe it won't mm -hmm. alright great I hope they're listening and taking notes <laughs>